0: With Merkel, the party CDU, but also Germany, got a personality running the party and the states uh, that Germany has never seen before.
1: I hope she will be remembered for her economic and her foreign affairs policies, because I think she stabilized not only Germany, but also Europe and maybe even parts of the world. I hope she will be remembered for that and not for 2015 and all what happened after that.
2: These supporters of Merkel and her CDU party see the Chancellor as a safe pair of hands, Germany's first female head of government who brought economic prosperity to the largest economy in
3: Europe. Now, after 13 years at the helm, Angela Merkel is on her way out. A
2: lot of people around the world see her as the last hope for democracy. In a world that's marked increasingly by showy strongman leaders, she's the one person who is continuing to defend these values. But a lot of people in Germany were upset with her 2015 decision to open the country's borders to some one million people, and this as other countries shut their doors. And even those who agreed with her policy didn't like how it was ultimately handled.
3: People have also criticized her backseat style of international politics. For the last election, she campaigned with a promise for more of the same. Literally, her slogan was, you know me. Zeke and Misch. But turns out people actually want something different. So what does life look like without Angela Merkel?
2: This is Europe to Date with Claire Richardson and Rebecca Ritters. Today, we're looking at the legacy of Germany's iconic chancellor, the triangle-hand-posing, dog-fearing, Trump-scolding, ever-even-tempered Angela Merkel. She announced late last year she'd be stepping down as the
3: head of her conservative party and won't stand for re-election in 2021. But that doesn't mean standing down as chancellor right away, but when she does, who's next? Who will take her place in these dangerous times and how will she be remembered?
2: Let's start with that last question. When it comes to her legacy, crisis management seems to be the overarching theme.
3: Well, perhaps most famously responding to the mass movement of people fleeing war in 2015, she had this famous quote: We have so vieles geschafft, wir schaffen das. Roughly translates to, we can do it or we'll handle it. Something to that effect. It really is her most famous slogan. And even if you can't speak German, you've probably heard it. Um, It's really come back to haunt her.
2: Hello, welcome to BBC World News. Interior ministers from three European countries are meeting in Paris to decide how to tackle the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. um,
3: Three-year-old boy uh, whose images of his drowning has shocked uh, many people across the world putting more pressure on...
2: Migrants and asylum seekers crossing the Mediterranean face an ever more deadly journey... The worst humanitarian crisis of our generation. In 2015, Merkel initially welcomed hundreds of thousands of people. And the first pictures we saw when this took place were Germans at train stations welcoming the newcomers who were there to claim asylum. They were holding teddy bears, offering food. It was very much a welcome committee that said, hey, you're fleeing persecution. We know what that's like, and we're here to help you out. But there were also concerns about what it would actually look like to integrate these people into German society.
3: That's right. It kind of started off relatively popular, but then a high-profile incident of mass harassment in Cologne on New Year's Eve, followed by a terrorist attack the following Christmas in Berlin, both led some Germans to fear that their security was in peril and hardened attitudes towards immigration.
1: Until 2013, she was like Mutti, we called her as like um, a mother figure for the party. But with 2015 in the migration crisis, I think uh, a lot of people forgot what she achieved as chairman of the CDU in the last years.
3: The other big thing that will probably be remembered is Germany's leadership role in the Eurozone debt crisis. Oh,
2: remember that. It feels like eons ago already. Merkel won some friends at home for her crisis management skills, but plenty of enemies abroad for insisting on brutal austerity measures that hit poorer countries really hard.
1: Chancellor
3: Merkel of Germany is here in a show of solidarity with Athens. Many, many Greeks hold her directly responsible For the economic suffering
1: they're being forced to endure. She is not welcome here.
3: Pretty good for the German economy, though. Germany made 1.3 billion euros over the course of a decade. Rebecca,
2: while you were sick in bed, I caught up for (laughs) coffee with a German... Still sick, apparently, (laughs) but you're soldiering on, I caught up for coffee with a German political scientist to explain the background and a little bit more about what German politics look like.
1: All right, I'm Boris Vorman. I'm a professor of politics at the Bard College in Berlin.
2: But let's take it back to basics with a bit of background on the German system. Angela Merkel has been in power for 13 years, which to me sounds like a really long time.
1: Well, you've got term limits in the US, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they do here, too, as we're about to find out. All right. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, unlike the American system where uh, after Franklin D. Roosevelt it was no longer possible to have more than two terms, in Germany chancellors can be in office for four terms. The chancellor is not directly elected but through the parliament. We have a federal system where we uh, don't have a, an important president. The president is just a symbolic figure, really.
2: I'm not sure most people could name the German president, in fact.
1: Yeah, even in Germany, you might have some people who have trouble.
3: Frank-Walter Steinmeier, Germany's former foreign minister and a staunch critic of Donald Trump, has been elected the country's new president.
2: So when the headlines came out that she was stepping down as party leader last December, the headlines were ablaze that this is the end of an era, uh, she could be out anytime before 2021. Is that the full story? Is she going to stay on until then, or can we expect to see her stick around?
1: Well, I mean, the Great Coalition, which, um, which just came into power, at the beginning of uh, last year uh, is very fragile and there's a lot of political turmoil in Germany as well as elsewhere and so uh, people are speculating whether this is actually going to hold the full four years. In a parliamentary system there can be a vote of no confidence. There haven't been any signs of that yet. Uh, So there's not an impeachment but there's something equivalent to that. I think that she's expecting to finish her four years. One thing we've been able to see uh, directly after her um, announcement that she would enter her political career is some kind of an upswing I think in the in the polls and in the uh, political opinion so I think she has gained some strength from that
2: now why is that she announces that she's stepping down and her numbers actually go
1: up yeah that's the nostalgia uh, you know once once people announce that they're going to leave maybe there's some kind of romanticism that sets sets in uh, because politically nothing really has changed
2: Seems long compared to the American system where you only get two terms of four years each and even eight years of any one president feels like an eternity.
3: I love that her popularity has gone up after she announced she's going to leave. That's kind of a little <laughs> a little quirk that I wasn't expecting. Says a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, 13 years is a really long time. I think I don't really blame people, I suppose, for wanting something else. I mean, 13 years, what were you doing 13 years ago? <laughs> I'd rather not say. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah. It seems like a very, very long time for one person to be in power, and so I can understand that people people get fatigued with that.
1: Merkel has been seen as the torchbearer of the of the liberal world. I think in part that wasn't um, her direct action, but rather her inaction that. her in this position. This is something that has been criticized many times over, that she has been too passive, standing back, not acting, not responding to certain crises. On the other hand, it seems to have saved her power because she didn't take a stance until, uh, well, most of the political action had actually passed. And it was also seen by many as something, well, somebody who was wise uh, not to intervene in each and every conflict.
2: I heard someone say that she sits back and waits for everyone else to make all the worst decisions and let them, lets them unfold until every bad option has been exhausted and then she can say the smart thing in the room. Maybe that's something that should be considered more of a tactic actually, like think before you speak. One of those CDU supporters that we heard from earlier I think summed it up pretty well.
0: Merkel is the most controlled personality in politics that I have ever seen. If you look at her with Trump in New York, she has her emotions under control, which doesn't mean that she's not emotional, but this being that controlled caused a lot of frictions within the party because she didn't meet the needs of the people to have a discussion, to talk things through.
2: And I think it's relevant also because she's such a known feature on the international stage. Everyone knows the voice and the face of Angela Merkel Who's going to be her successor? We know at least who the new party leader is, right?
0: Annette Kramp-Karrenbauer. Annette Kramp-Karrenbauer. Karrenbauer. No, I didn't really get it. Kramp-Karrenbauer. You did a great job pronouncing her name, Annette Kramp-Karrenbauer. Annette Kramp-Karrenbauer.
3: Annette Kramp-Karrenbauer. I've been practicing it so that I can well get, get that
1: out. Some have seen her as a sort of um, copy of, of uh, Angela Merkel, and what I think is true that uh, is that. Uh, Angela Merkel was able to put her stamp on the party once more because that was the candidate that she was uh, supporting in her politics. People have said she's also not a charismatic leader. She's also somebody who likes to stay in the background. But I think uh, this is changing, and I think she has the potential to uh, brand a new kind of politics that is quite different from what Merkel has done in the last decade or so. It's
3: worth noting that it's not set in stone that the party leader necessarily needs to be the next candidate for chancellor. But hold the phone... Let's round up with a primer on German parties so you're ready and prepared for the next elections when they come up.
1: We have the CDU, the Christian Democrats, which uh, you could compare to the Republicans, perhaps, even though they take a much different stance on many, on many positions.
2: Angela Merkel as a Republican, I don't think most people would necessarily see her that way based on some of the policies that we've seen on the international stage.
1: Absolutely. And this is one of the reasons why she's being criticized so heavily, because she, uh, from a conservative standpoint, she has adopted many social democratic positions. And um, uh, so this has done two things. Uh, it has disgruntled many of the supporters within her own party, and it has crushed the Social Democrats because they have uh, lost their own positions and are struggling to uh, reinvent themselves.
2: So could you say that some of the discontent around her chancellorship is that she and her party are seen as too close to the SPD and that it doesn't give voters enough choice?
1: I think this is exactly what we're seeing, that there's been a politics of no alternatives in the last 30 or 40 years, where not just the Christian uh, Christian Democrats, but also the Social Democrats have uh, steered towards the middle. So the social democrats have become more conservative. At the same time, the conservatives have become more social democratic. And so many people at the fringes try to make capital, political capital out of this, both on the left and on the right, uh, to say, well, uh, we don't really have an option. This is, um, it doesn't matter who is in office. The same thing's going to happen over and over again. So it wasn't the best year for Merkel.
3: But it seems her safe and steady hand is wavering and people, <laughs> despite her longstanding popularity, people are really saying it's time to go, Mrs. Merkel.
0: Sometimes you feel like If the people are fed up, it doesn't matter. It's like in a relationship, you know? Sometimes you can't do anything right because it's just over, it's just done. When you come along with flowers, nobody's in And even Merkel, if she would do things correctly and right, people are just fed up after 18 years Merkel and 13 years her in power. And I think she realized that, maybe she realized that earlier, but now it was the perfect moment for her to step back.
2: Thanks for listening to Your are Up to Date. You can get all of our episodes by subscribing to you Up to Date wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, too. If you have any feedback, do get in touch via social media or our website, that's you'reuptodate.com.
3: This podcast was made possible with support from the School of Culture and Communication at the University of Melbourne and Bear Radio in Berlin. Audio production by Seraphine Dingus. Cover art by Angelique Herring. Unoriginal an original jingle by GarageBand. Produced and hosted by us. Claire Richardson and Rebecca Ritters. Until next time.